to end off our discussion by Rav Hirsch on the subject of fasting. He wraps it up with voluntary fasts, a time where you will choose to withhold from eating on your own account. This is the Judaism From Within podcast, and I'm Simi Lerner. We're continuing with the works of Rav Shamshun Rafal Hirsch. We're going into fasting, but from a voluntary standpoint. And Rav Hirsch uses this as an interesting opportunity to move aside any other sort of obligations that might compel you to fast. Communal fasts have a communal spirit to them. They have a mitzvah, a rabbinic obligation to involve ourselves in them. At least the five communal fasts that we discussed last time. This is maybe a part, or is a part, from Yom Kippur. But working with the fast that we generally speaking experience, Rav Hirsch moves the conversation into voluntary fasts. And the beauty about a voluntary fast is he's able to really pinpoint where the value of fasting is. Because there's no obligation, there's no communal need. It's purely on the subjective will of the individual. In which case, we can really analyze the value in the withholding from food specifically. And this allows us to develop a conversation around aestheticism. What, what is that? It's basically when you withhold from pleasure, the aesthetic world, the world of enjoyment, you withhold from, and you experience a certain amount of pain. Now, certain religious cultures encourage this. And you can sort of imagine why. Because if I experience pain, or I experience suffering, I could perhaps use that as a bit of a currency. I've done bad in my life, so if I experience a certain amount of pain, the bad that I've done, I can sort of trade that with God. If you think about it, it's quite intuitive. If God punishes evildoers, if I get up to evil things, and then I can sort of experience pain, and thereby that pain can be used as a bartering system. I experience pain, God won't cause me to suffer. So from a utilitarian standpoint, I will experience pain on my terms, and thereby God won't punish me on his terms, which means it's the unknowability of the suffering is sort of pushed aside. You can see how this will be attractive, and it is very attractive in certain religious cultures. Rav Hirsch uses this as an opportunity to say no. That's not why you're fasting. <laughs> People fast, and in some way the pain of the fasting, they think, well, this is what I'm doing. This is part of the experience, this pain. And this pain I am suffering is, has a value to it. Rav Hirsch says no. We will focus in again on why a person fasts. A person fasts for a very simple reason, and it encapsulates itself in the term teshuva. It's an idea we think about Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, but it's an idea we should have at the forefront of our minds as often as possible, especially if we experience ourselves sliding or bad things happening to us that want that we feel the need to reflect on what we're doing and where we're at. Not because we're going to be able to stop the bad, we don't have control over that, but we can use the events in our lives as opportunities for reflection. So perhaps let's put it this way, when I decide I'm going to take a voluntary fast, you do it the mincha before, during davening, and you sort of take it upon yourself like a vow, and then the next morning you begin. Now, there's obviously different laws that go into it, but in essence I choose not to eat. While I'm not eating, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be reflecting on these two principles as a basic structure of what we discussed last time that was illustrated by these communal fasts. The aspect of self that I have to focus on. 
Am I too self-absorbed? That principle of sinus chinam, that I hate others needlessly, is because of an over-obsession on the self. What about my desire for things outside of myself? Greed, lust, all these sort of characteristics that a spiritually, morally sensitive individual is supposed to be working on. Fasting facilitates that. The first is because it's not about me. I am withholding from things that I want, so I can directly work on that character. Second of all, the idea of something external to me that I'm not grabbing at. Both those principles are facilitated by fasting, but not through the pain of not fasting, but only because of the reflection that they can help cause. You can look at it as a means-ends distinction. If I say that fasting is a means to an end, the end is reflection and growth, that makes perfect sense from a Fersh's standpoint. But if I say fasting is the ends, and somehow it achieves the goal, that isn't Jewish. Rav Hirsch moves us far away from that. Fasting is a means for growth, for self-reflection. Rav Hirsch says that we can take on voluntary fasts. There are ones throughout history that, through custom, people have accepted over certain times of the year that aren't official communal fasts. But there are times where we can take it upon ourselves. But there is a caveat to this. So to reflect, recap our first point, fasting isn't an ends, it is a means to an ends, and it can be only looked at through that lens. But more than that, a person can say, why can't I fast? I'm in the mood. Rav Hirsch says, your body is not your own. This is another sort of idea that plays itself out. When I look at the world as a gift, or I look at myself as receiving from the world, then gratitude emerges. If I look at everything as being mine, or being entitled to things, that's spiritually destructive. Rav Hirsch says the same principle comes alive when I think about not eating for no reason. I have to take care of my body. It wasn't mine. My existence is a gift. I look at the world, both my possessions and my existence as being a gift. I received these things. I know it sounds particularly bizarre to say I received myself, but my existence I look at as being a gift. The religious lens compels us to look at ourselves as not being our own. We have a responsibility. We have a duty. Looking at life as being received brings up relation. You, if that which you grab, that which you take, that which is owed to you, there's no relationship there. If you receive, that is the term that we use in the context of a relationship. We received our existence. Thereby fasting and negation of the body isn't for you to do. That is another principle that Rav Hirsch feels important to focus in on this point. Fasting is a big deal. You are perhaps damaging your body, in which case there should be a good reason for doing so. So, to recap the second point, fasting can cause damage, fasting can cause suffering, and that isn't for you to choose. It is our job to responsibly look after our body, look after our health, and at times, that can be put on the line for a greater purpose, but not willy-nilly, without any specific reason. So, this is the voluntary fast, when an individual decides on his own compulsion, in his own form of self-expression and desire to grow closer to God in the area that he feels he is lacking, caused by either a reflection eternally or from an external situation. Thank you so much for listening. 
Moving on to the next subject of Rav Hirsch, the next mitzvah in which he analyzes of the category of Adas that we are working our way through is Hanukkah and Purim. The rationale of those we will discuss next week. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week.